0: To me, one of the most powerful verses is this one right here that we're going to cover today. John 1, 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son from the father, full of grace and full of mercy. <laughs> but I want to go back to the King James Version because that's what I got really got me was that particular 14 and this is what King James Version says it says in the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as the only begotten of the Father full of grace and full of truth the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Why that is so powerful to me is that looking at that verse, we see that the word who is Christ became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And I just want to hover right there. We're talking about the word, which is Jesus. Now, if he became flesh means that he was not initially flesh, which means that he was spirit. And so he came, this uncontainable source of energy contained himself and put on flesh that he might dwell among men. And as we think about that, that glory of God, Moses seen and it radiated from his presence when he left the mountain. And God was a time when he wanted to see God. He said, no, nah, you can't see me because you ain't, you ain't going to be right after that. But I'm going to put my hand in front of you and you can see my backside. This same glory that God told Moses he shouldn't be able to behold because it wouldn't be good for him. This glory contained himself in flesh so that he may dwell among men. And so we saw the glory of God, just a, a filtered version of his glory through Jesus Christ. And it says we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son from the father, full of grace and full of truth. And I want to hit that real quick. Full of grace and full of truth. There's the balance of Jesus Christ. In order to have grace, it is motivated by love. In order to have truth, it's going to be encompassed around judgment. So Jesus is this balance. If you want grace, you're going to experience his love. If you want truth, you're going to experience some judgment. And so that's what Jesus Christ represented. He is the balance one. And if we present or we represent him in a way that's unbalanced, which is he's all grace. He's all love, and we don't want to hear the truth or the judgment that comes with that. Then we are bringing forth to a society that really needs the total Jesus, the fullness of Jesus presented to them. We're giving them a false impression, a false diet of who Jesus Christ is. And so that is not a healthy. It's not healthy for them and it's not healthy for us that we need to present the fullness of Jesus. He was full of grace. He is full of truth. He is full of love, and he is full of judgment. Amen.
1: Amen. And uh, you touched on 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 God stepping into flesh so that we could have fellowship with Him, and how that is not that's not normal. That is highly abnormal. But this God of this creation of all creation wanted to fellowship with his created man so much that he would do that he loved man so much that he would subject himself to putting on sinful flesh you know and i, I go back to in the in the garden of eden in uh, the third chapter of genesis uh, verse 8 when it says that the uh, voice of the lord god walked in the garden in the cool of the day, Mm -hmm. not the flesh of God, but the voice of the Lord God, because we know that he is a spirit. Mm -hmm. He's not flesh like we, we tend to look at God or as, as how we look, you know, with flesh, blood, bones, we tend to think that that's the kind of God he is. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen him but in that day we will see him but right now in this life we have not seen god except for in his son jesus christ they are they are one in the same he's put on the flesh to show us himself
0: amen and that is amazing thing um, we look at it from from this perspective is that God said, I want to relate so much to man to see what it's like to be this man and the things that he would go through. And he he didn't do it just because he really wanted to know and sense that, oh yeah, that's what man. be. No, he wanted to give us an example to me, an example of not only that he gets the experience of what it is to put on flesh, but that we get to experience to know what it is to put on spirit, to operate in the spirit. Because before the foundation of the world, we were found in him. Mm -hmm. So, there were some instructions going on, just like joseph and moses and 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 John and you know the host of others, that there was instructions that God gave that eventually became flesh. What God spoke to Abraham in words became flesh when Joseph and Moses was born, and so we are an example of as a believer, we are flesh. Becoming the word that we might dwell among men so that they might know the Jesus Christ that has come into this world. Mm -hmm. And so, what we have is this God, the amazing God, being contained in the flesh, knowing what it is to be an infant, knowing what it is to be in the womb. Let me put it there. They had uh, abortions. I don't know how that would go down. God said, You ain't aborting my child. (laughs) But think about it. Jesus Christ, God, Came as an infant in the womb, came forth as as a child, was a a youth, you know, was a teenager, was a young adult, was a adult. He went through the gamuts of, of humanity, so he can relate. He is relatable. This is the God that we talk about. There's no other religion that can say that that God loves them so much that he would do go through those stages when he didn't have to do it. And I know people are saying, man, that's just ridiculous. That's, you know, I can't even fathom God doing something. Why would God do something like that? That's crazy. Listen, one of the criteria of God to me is that he has the ability to do anything he wants to do beyond my understanding. To me, if he can't do things beyond my understanding, can we actually attribute him to being God? The God we're talking about can do whatever he wants, however he wants to do it in ways that blows our mind. So when I see a virgin birth, men walking on water, serpents talking in the garden, a uh, parting of the Red Sea, uh, peace be still, loaves and fishes. When I see and hear those things, not necessarily see, but when I hear those things, I can believe that this is a God because he meets those criterias. If he never does anything like that, if he's just like me, limited, then is he truly God? So our God put on flesh that he might be one with his creation and be made in that image of men. Took on a a form of humanity so that he might associate with us. And not only associated with us, this is the depth of this scripture, this verse. It's not, he didn't come just to associate with us. He also came to die for us, to be an example to us. And then after he's, he, he he dies and, and is resurrected, now he's an intercessor for us. Now, this is a God that cares all the way through. So as we mentioned before, and as we'll go in, in this verse right here, as we get into this verse right here, we see that the fullness, we talked about grace upon grace, right? Here it is. He's full of grace and he is full
1: of truth. Amen. In verse 15... It says that John bear witness of him and cried, saying, this was he of whom I spoke. He that comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me.
0: And now break that down, because I think that there will be people saying, wait a minute, hold up. John was first in the womb, right? John came first. He was, the, you know, he was he was there before Jesus. Now, what is John talking about when he's saying that he's preferred before me? He was before me, you know.
1: Yeah, though naturally John is what maybe six months or so mm-hmm. older than Jesus. He was born before Jesus, but if we remember in the beginning of this chapter, it says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." And in Genesis, it says, um, in chapter one, it says, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. And in that us, Jesus is there as well. So Jesus did come or is before John. Before John was ever thought about it, Jesus was already existing. So he is before John.
0: Yeah, and like the scriptures say, it says that... Um- we were found in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. John was found in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. David says, my Lord, my Lord. And Jesus deals with that, too, where they said, who was he referring to? You know, so um brings us to fullness from we have all grace upon grace. We talked about that earlier Um Let me hit that again. So from his fullness, we talked about grace and we talked about truth from his fullness. We have all received grace upon grace. And I want to hit that because of the fact that, you know, we may be people that go through some things. We go through some trials. We go through some tribulations. We have pain. We have sorrow. We have grief. We have the remembrance that the enemy continually puts in our face that you'll never amount to anything. You're not worthy. God can't use you. You don't have anything to offer. You are insignificant. Your sufficiency is lacking. But it says here that there's grace upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you think about your life, we can stop it right now because there's grace for that. Mm -hmm. Some people say there's an app for that. I'm going to tell you something. There's grace for that.
1: Amen. Hey, that sounds like an app right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds like an app right there. <laughs> and, you know, um, in going back to the things that we may have experienced, the maybe tragedies, maybe, um, hurt, um, someone hurt us or we hurt someone. Like that scripture says, there is grace for all. And I think sometimes when we're on the receiving end of the hurt, we may think that the grace is only for us, but the grace is for the one who did the hurting as well. He didn't leave anybody out. So regardless of whether you or the person own up to whatever happened, there is grace for the both of you. And, and we need to remember that, that God loves each, each side mm. of that, of that fence. Um, and and we are to extend grace.
0: Father, it's just something about that grace. You know, Father, I thank you for grace. I thank you for those that are listening, that no matter what situations they've been in, no matter what valleys they feel that they're in, or they're still in, or they just trying to barely make it out of there, there is a grace for that. Father, we praise you and we exalt you, we magnify your name so that whosoever is out there in need of grace, surrender it to Christ, Mm -hmm. give it to him, and he will set you free because he came in this world full of grace and full of truth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to receive that truth before you can get that grace. And sometimes you have to receive that grace before that truth starts doing something in your life. So we thank God for being grace and truth fully in all the situations we may find ourselves in, in the name of Jesus.
1: You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at IWFIMH at gmail.com. That's IWFIMH at gmail.com.